the game on the line, you can't fold and you can't bend. Y'all uh, be playing it safe and I be going for the win. Remember back when they was doubting on the kid. Uh, now they tuned in cause my game too legit. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to Forgiven AF Podcast. This is a second chance podcast. We use this as marketing material for our mentorship program. Uh, y'all, man, it's super uh, exciting for me to be back. I had a couple couple weeks off. I kind of got a, in a slump. It happens to the best of us, but uh, it's just about admitting it and trying to get back on track. Um, I'm not sure if I had like a brain fog on ideas or I don't know. I just I think opening the second gym. You know, we just got that second gym open, and, uh, you know, it's going in the right direction, but it's really exposed my unorganization, just to be fully honest. Like, having all, you know, with one, I could hide a lot of my unor- disorganization, I guess is the word, um, but now it's starting to come to light, so I'm having to figure out how to uh, to fill in some of these, just a couple little problems and stuff, but uh, everything's great. I'm excited to be back. I got an awesome guest on the show with us tonight. I'm excited for tonight. It's definitely middle of the day, but I'm excited for y'all to... Uh, to meet Ladarius Bascom and uh, kind of explain how we met. But real quick, with the mentorship program, um, most of our kids, a couple of them did not finish what they needed to do to get their shoes, but most of the kids got their shoes for Christmas. Um, we had one kid, his name's Antonio, earned his shoes, and um, it was really cool because instead of the shoes, he was like, man, can I, uh, can I just get the money for the shoes so I can give it to my mom because she's, like, behind on some bills? So we thought that was really cool. So we did that. We gave her his mom the gift card. And then we had so many people that were so proud of him for doing that, that they like, they're like, no, we want to get him shoes anyway. So they still like donate the money to get the kids shoes, which is really cool. Uh, tomorrow we have a community service event where we have um, a guy come, he's going to come speak to the boys. And then we'll go to, then we'll go to clean the highway that we adopted. We adopted a highway here in Mansfield. So we'll take the boys, go clean the highway. And then after that, we'll go to lunch and that's pretty much where we're at with the mentorship program. We're still looking for, you know, any funding and support is always a huge help. Uh, it's not cheap, but it's definitely worth it. And we've seen the impact already in these boys' lives, so it's, so it's really cool. Um, let me get to our guest. So our guest today is Ladarius Bascom. We met at the gym. I was working out a Lifetime. And you know when you – sometimes you meet somebody or uh, – you see somebody and you just kind of like, I don't, and maybe other doesn't happen to other people, but I feel like sometimes you can just already tell like, oh man, we got stuff in common. Like that kind of, we got similar swag kind of thing, you know? Um, I remember I was on the squat rack and you were doing everything you I'd watch you do. I bought, I'm real observant, you know, when with other people at the gym, I know you are too. Right. And uh, I saw you doing all that functional stuff and I seen you on the skier and I'm over there just doing like standard squats. Right. But I'm watching like all the functional type stuff, the way you're moving. I'm like, dude, this guy knows some stuff. Like this guy's definitely not just some random guy working out. And then you came up and you were like, "Hey man, what what is that? How much? What is that? Is that three something? Uh, talking about on the squats? Oh yeah, yeah." That, and yeah, I was like, "I watch you squat." And that's right when we and then that's kind of what took off. You gave me your information and then I looked up your Instagram and I was like, "Man, this guy's legit because you were training at Sanders Fit, which is like, uh, I mean, it's pretty much top notch gym yeah, in the area. Very top notch. I don't think it gets much better than that as far as trainers and like ownership. But anyways, um, so we formed a relationship starting there, and um, and he's got such an awesome story. And one of the things that I really want to start pouring into is um, there's so many men that have that get out of prison and the recidivism rate recidivism rate is like 80 something percent in the United States. Like people that get out of prison go back. And after you shared some of your story with me, I was like, man, this is awesome. This needs to be told. We need to you know, show people that look like it's possible to get in trouble, get back out, get it together and make it, you know. So 
first of all, thank you for being here on the show. Could you uh, tell my uh, guests like kind of like who you are, where you're from, and stuff like that? Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'm Ladarius Bascom, as y'all heard. I'm from Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana, as it is. Um, pretty much a quick background on me, man. I was in sports. You know, I played football. Um, just like anybody else, you know, I took the wrong road. I wouldn't say the wrong road. God led me down the road that led me to this to help people. You know, I had to make these mistakes. Um, pretty much coming out here, um, I was still on the wrong road, man. I was still like thinking very instant gratification. Like, you know, everything that I was doing, I just wanted something fast and I wanted it right now. Yeah. You know, um, but just going back, you know, thinking about everything, like, you know, yeah, my background is pretty much sports. Um, everything as far as like going hard, challenging myself, you know, anything of that such. Um, just growing up, watching. Where, where in Louisiana are you from? Shreveport. Shreveport, that's Shreveport. right. Did you grow up, did you have, were both your parents, did you grow up with both your parents? Um, I actually did. I, I grew up with my mom and my stepfather. He was there since I was born. That's I didn't cool. know my real father growing up. Yeah. Um, everyone else did. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that he's passed away, but my stepfather, uh, Definitely stepped up as a man. That's cool. And from the time, I never knew anyone else other than him. Yeah, that's really cool that he stepped up and raised you just like you was, was your own kid. Yeah, never treated me different at all. Like, you know, and uh, I love him to this day. You know what I'm saying? That's my That's guy. rare. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I actually have uh, one of my son's friends came over to the house last week, and he was, like, sad. And we were like, man, what's going on? He's like, his, uh, his stepdad, right, mm -hmm. has two kids that are about the same age as him and he can't get the like that support from his stepdad that he gives to the to his other two kids you know what I mean right so like just the only reason I say that is that's a big deal that your stepdad was able to you know pour in pour into you the same way he did his own kids right oh yeah much respect for him for that man so uh, so you moved to Texas yes how old were you when you moved to Texas I was I had just turned 21 going on yeah I just turned 21 I was back and forth but 22 I was here solid okay like, and how old were you when you got in trouble 24. Okay. <laughs> so from about 21 to 24, you were just kind of living like that same thing. I mean, I was in the same boat, bro. So right. like, you know what I mean? When I'm talking about this stuff, everyone knows my, I sold drugs and did drugs and you know what I mean? So it's like, um, but the reason I'm okay to be open with like our stuff in the past is because we've been forgiven for it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like the only people, I don't allow it to like have any sort of weight over me. You know what I mean? Right. And, um, yeah, that's what came with the lifestyle. You know, um, Shreveport, if most people don't know, you know, it's a small city, very small city. Most people think of New Orleans when they think of Louisiana. And um, Shreveport is very much in bad environment all the way around. You know, you don't have to grow up in, let's say, projects or anything. You leave in one bad neighborhood to another bad neighborhood, you yeah. know. And, um we could say the product of our environment. You know, you be around something long enough, you know, you become it. You know, you're in school and you're seeing, oh, man, you know, I went to middle school with him. Now he's driving such and such car with these yeah. big rims. I can't afford some Air Force Ones, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm working at Kroger's. So eventually, you know, mom working two jobs. She can't afford this. Dad's still working. He can't afford this. Yeah. So you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. For sure. Know? And then I took that same mentality coming out here, you know, and that was, of course, the wrong thing to do, but I didn't know any better. Yeah, you're young. You know what <laughs> I mean? You, you didn't – that it, you hit it right in the head. It's that instant gratification. It's right. like what – it's like I don't 
I know school or I know that I should do this is good, but it's going to be 15 years before I'm like doing what I, you know what I mean? Exactly. But it's, but that's the only thing that lasts. You know what I mean? The instant gratification is just, it comes and then goes, right? It doesn't last. You got to put that work in. So um, tell us a little bit about or what happened. You don't have to like tell us about the story of your crime, but what happened to for you to get in trouble? Um, basically, uh, I mean, I'm open to it. Um, I had committed two robberies. Uh, it was me and two other guys. One of them was a very close friend of mine, um, and we was basically like, if we had twenty dollars, you know, so you had ten each. We got ten <laughs> each. <laughs> and other guy, um, he just from he was from back home, so of course we just decided, you know, times are hard. You know, what I'm saying, why would you commit a robbery? Not just because I want to, yeah, you know, do something bad or anything like that. Because I'm hungry. Because I want a better life or yeah. whatever. Uh, again, instant gratification. I want the money now. You know, yeah. and uh, we decided to make that choice on those nights that changed my life, actually. You know, and uh, the crazy part about it, that night <laughs> before it happened, I told my homeboy um, at the time, he said, how you feel about it? I said, I feel like we're going here, we're going to jail. You you kind of had, you kind of knew, I, right? I felt it. I, I felt the weight. You know, it didn't feel like anything else I ever done bad in my life. You yeah. know, anytime else, I don't care at the time, right? Yeah. But for that time, I just like, something's not right. Even though what we're doing is not right. Yeah. But like, Still, but yeah, you yeah. knew that there was more to it. It's like <laughs> almost like God was giving you a warning. Like, like, hey man, I'm telling you, this ain't for you, like, but if I'm you do it. You, like, I'm trying to get you to change your life and yeah. if you don't, I'm going to change it for you. <laughs> and, and I really like what you said, um, the way you worded, you know, God allowed me to go down this path so that I'm able to do what, I, what I'm doing now. And like, I couldn't agree with that anymore. That's the same thing with my life. Like, right. I look back and, I don't have any of those type of, I can't make any of those type of like reasonings like you can where like, you know, your parents weren't able, like I grew up pretty privileged. Like I really did. You know what I mean? Like I my, I always had nice shoes. I always had nice stuff. And almost to where um, I took it for granted. That's what it was. I right. took it for granted. And I just felt like, oh, this is just what I deserve, what I get. This is me. And I was like, so for me, when I was selling drugs and doing stuff, it was because of this feeling of being the man that's artificial yeah. this like you know what i mean oh yeah and 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 now that i as i'm saying that i'm realizing in my head right now that i still do that just in different ways you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. whether it's fitness or you know it's different stuff like that um so that i think that that's something that's still that can get i mean yeah it, it definitely comes with that lifestyle also yeah. you know you're doing this so you got all the money fast money you got all yeah. the friends the girls the cars and that's what led us to it isn't I it mean, funny how fast that stuff yeah. Scatters as soon as you get in trouble? I promise. Like, Who was around once you got in trouble? No one. No one, right? No one. Just like, me too. I literally couldn't even get $10 to get hygiene products. Yeah. I, dude, <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky that my mom was there for me. And then I, you know, met someone in prison uh, that I was training who really looked out for me tough. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so you get in trouble. Uh, you go you go to prison. What's your, how long are you sentenced to? I was sentenced to eight. I did five. Okay. So, and, but nobody was really like hurt in your, like, you know what I'm saying? No one was hurt in your, in no, your crime. No one was hurt. I just want to say that just so people know. That you oh yeah, like, no, no one was hurt. Um, there just, was no like malicious, like anything crazy. It really wasn't. I know the full story and it's not like. Yeah, it wasn't. No one was hurt. It was just more so, you know, it falls under the law. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are laws that were made. And you knew, yeah, you, it was a dumb decision. It was and a very got, dumb decision. You got in trouble for it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> now you're in prison, okay? Mm -hmm. Right away, you're. You're not like, okay, I'm in, see, for me, right when I got to prison, I was older, right? You were young still. When yeah, I went to prison, I was like um, 27. So I was to the point where I was like, 
dang, I've already messed up a big chunk of my life. I need to do better. So, But you said your first couple of years you were gone, you weren't all the way in that transition mode yet, right? You're, oh, no, sir. No, sir. Uh, I was still a knucklehead. So when you first got to prison? Yeah, yeah. I'm just be honest with you. I was still a knucklehead. It, it didn't set in to me at all what was going on. How serious? Like it, yeah, like, I, was, I, I was actually mad at the world for something I did. Yeah. You know? I was just like, all of my friends are gone. I'm in this cage. You know, you're treating yeah. me like an animal. I'm gonna be an animal. You know, and um, that's the those are the those are the mindsets of what happens when people get to prison. It's it's the almost like a and I'm not saying this like towards you, but people get in that self pity mode. Like, mm-hmm. hey man, I knew men them damn, you know, starting to start blaming everything else for the situation. You know what I mean? Yes. Okay. Yes. So at what point did you decide like? Um, did you have any, did you ever come across any like mentors while you were locked up that were like, Hey man, like you've got too much potential to be wasting your life like this or oh, various mentors. You did. Uh, yeah. Various Me mentors. Um, I remember the first guy, Ron, um, it was an older guy. He was very older. You know, he had so much respect in the pie. You know, you know how I go. Yeah, like, don't mess with him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He usually has all the good stuff, all the good food yeah. and all this and that. And, um, he called me one day coming back from visit and I had just seen my son. And I, you know, you know that look that you have, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to hold those That's the hardest back. thing in the world. Yeah, you, you dropping that head. Yeah. And he came over to me. And he's like, uh, he said, you had a good visit? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to talk about it. And uh, he was just like, I want to tell you something. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you have an opportunity right now to prove that you love your son. And I was just like, again, I'm a knucklehead. I'm just like, you couldn't tell me now. I'm like, I do love my son. He's like, oh, yeah? He's like, you love your son? I'm like, yeah. He said, you can't can't love your son. I was like, what? He's like, you in here, and you consistently doing things in here to keep yourself away from him. So how you love him? How you love your mom? How you love your sister? How you love anybody? If you consistently doing things to stay out of their life. Bro, I got chills all through my body right yeah, now. Yeah, and it, it did the same to me at that time, man. Like, I was just like, I just looked at him. Like, every ounce of aggression I had dropped, and I broke down, like, in front of him. You know, and he was just like, I don't want you to be like me. I'm gray hair. I'm in here. He's like, my kids are your age, you know? So I was just like. That's some real. That's yeah. <laughs> and it stuck with me, bro. Like, it stuck with me hard. And I sat there that whole night. And that next day, he gave me my first book to read. He said, you read this book, I got something else for you. And it was on meditation. It was on meditation. He taught me how to meditate and be at peace with myself because I was so angry. Yeah. You know, and, um. And kind of had to get out of your own head a little bit. Yeah, out of my own head. And he taught me a lot. He put a book about meditation in front of me. He put the Bible in front of me. And every time they called for church, he came and tapped. Hey, let's go. (laughs) Oh, see, that's like God working through that man in (laughs) prison. You know what I mean? Like that literally makes me want to cry. I swear to God. Yeah, I'm I'm fighting the best right (laughs) now (laughs) because that's like that. That could be the turning point. Like we call it a pivot point. Like, where was the pivot point in your life? And to me, that would be, like, a, a big, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you were perfect after that since the first time he talked to you because oh, you still, yeah. but there was that point. I mean, think about it. We're talking about it, and that's a, you know, the first thing that you bring up for when you start. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never forget that day. I never forget that day. Because it's so true. Like, we can, we can claim we love people all day long because it's the right thing to say, and by saying it, we feel like we're, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But are we backing it up? Like, I'm talking to myself right now, even when it comes to my family now. You know what I mean? Like. Right. Like, I, I love my family. I tell them that all day. But am I doing all the things that show? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But, no, so that's awesome. So, um, so at that point, you've been locked up for how long? 
couple of years? Like, yeah, I was on my second year by that point. Okay. Did when did fitness did fitness become part of your life before you got out or while you were in? Uh, while I was in. Okay, that's how I was too. Yeah, uh, while I was in the county, it was small stuff. Like, uh, it was some people like you know how we all segregate ourselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I was with the Louisiana group. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and one of them was from Monroe, and that's what we called Monroe. And we was all doing push-ups at night, and I couldn't do 20 straight push-ups. Yes, yes. I know people <laughs> going to be like, nah. I'm like, so serious. I could not do 20 straight push-ups. So you know what he did? He said, before we eat, you have to do 50 push-ups. I didn't have any commissary or anything like that. He yeah. said, you don't have to pay me back. I just want 50 push-ups before we eat. I don't care how you get them done. And like so, I of course need to eat. Yeah, <laughs> you know so. And you got to do like I mean, and people, I don't know time. if people understand in prison who you ride with is like you don't you know what I mean, especially when yeah they have some like whether you want to call it rank or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. stature wherever they you know what I mean wherever they stand in that. And yeah, he definitely had that rank, and yeah. if you looked at him, you like you kind of didn't want to go against what he said. <laughs> at the time. Yeah, because then you probably there's a whole bunch of people that come behind him too, you know. Right. So that was that's funny. So that got you like that got your like fitness game started. That was like the first time. Yeah, and then from that point on, like after it was the fifty push-ups became easy, and um, then it got to working out on the regular, and that was kind of my outlet. Yeah, me, um, me too, for sure. So I was just like, anytime I get a bad letter or no one's answering the phones, no money on my books, I go work out. I get idle, I go work out, and I just carried that on, you know. And it, I really didn't care about what I looked like either. I wasn't doing it for looks. I yeah. just wanted to let out steam. And that's what I do. So I just, anytime they call Rick or anything like that, you I'm running. getting out there, yeah. yeah. It's funny that you said, or not funny, but I'm glad that you brought that up about the, um, well, fitness is like, you can use it for weight loss, but then it's like, if, if it becomes something that you have to do, it becomes like an addiction. Like for me, I have to get my workout in. You know what I mean? If I go a couple of days without working out, I got I to gotta find a way to, like, blow off some steam. So, and that's kind of how we get out of our own head. You know what I mean? Like, just go get a hard workout in and, of course, of course. and move on. Uh, let's see. What would you say, let's say, okay, upon your release, so when you get released from prison, right, mm-hmm. where you go back to, you come here? Yeah, I came back to Dallas. Uh, my ex at the time, well, my girlfriend at the time, I went straight to her house. Okay, what was the hardest part of you for that transition back at it? Because that's, you did about the same. I did six, you did five. It's a whole different world coming home, and it's really uncomfortable at first. Yeah, I didn't think that I would be as institutionalized as I was because, of course, you're around guys and did your sentence three yeah. times, you know. So I'm like, oh, I did five years. You know, I should be all right. I should be able to transition back. The world was so different, you know, when I came home. Um, but pride was a big thing because at the time my girlfriend, she was a travel nurse. She was making a lot of money. She was paying all the bills, and I can't even find a job, you know. And, of course, she's telling me, like, you're fine. Don't worry about this. Just take your time, this and that. But it's still in the back of my head, like, you know, I'm a man. I don't want to. So, I'm like, this isn't planned. We didn't talk about any of this beforehand, but I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the biggest reasons for recidivism that I've seen is men not being able to get a job or make the money that they need to make to feel like what they, you know what I mean? Right. And then, therefore, go back to how they know how to make money. Like exactly. that's what happens over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I feel like prison, they need to do a better job of uh, getting people or even, the, even the world needs to do a better job of allowing people a second chances. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Um, cause I know, especially in the industry that I'm in, 
the best trainers, I feel like the best trainers we ever see are just beast dudes out of jail that have, you know what I mean? They have that heart. They have that drive. They've been in business for themselves before. It just wasn't legal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's crazy you say that because a lot of stuff that I see now that people claim very advanced, I'm yeah. like, man, Deuce is doing that in there because that's all they had. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, Isn't that true? It's so serious. Like, I'm like, y'all doing stuff with bands and balancing and stuff like that. Dude's doing that because they were living to space. Because there was nothing equipment. else to do, and yeah. He's a broomstick and a water bag. A water bag, bro. <laughs> and now they're like, now their people are putting chains on weights to make it shake. Yeah. Like, we've been lifting shaky weights. Isn't that funny? It. <laughs> <laughs> my weight's been dripping on my foot. Man. Uh, that's funny. All right, so um, let's talk about the fitness stuff. So at what point did you realize, hey, this is something that I think that I could do for a career? Was that why you were still locked up, or was that why you were already out? Um, or once you got out, I trained people while I was locked up. Yeah, it was. Um, I had various mentors with that. Um, while you were still in there, while I was in there, actually. Yeah. So, uh, when I knew I had a passion for it, yeah, it's because I worked in the kitchen. You know, at first I worked in the kitchen. I was a baker. You know, what I'm saying you know how that can go. You can yeah. gain a lot of weight in the hey. kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, again, I still like to work out, and I had a girlfriend that was very supportive. Very, very supportive. So she would send me all these men's fitness magazines and stuff like that. That's so cool. I'd be reading and studying stuff. Then I came across a guard in there that was very huge and very respected. You know, like very respected. I forgot you I, told me that this is cool. Yeah, and he was more so, uh, he had the keys to everything. You get on his good side, he can get you any type of job, you know, anything, right? Yeah. So he took a liking into me. He starts watching me work out. He seen my dedication working out like he'll see me out there on the rec yard like he's like okay i see you actually trying to do stuff right you know what i'm saying not out here just like playing yeah around. sitting on the bench yeah. just with their friends and um he see me actually like i went from one person working out with me to now i'm having five and six like we have a big group and i'm leading it you know so he started like it's our stories are so similar it's funny but <laughs> it, it's crazy he started sliding me like you know yeah hey here's a nasal personal trainer but i know you can't get certified you know what i'm saying because when but Stay, might as well start studying. Yeah. Start studying. Like, you know, I see you leading some guys, so here you go. You know and saying? he's here smart. He knows that that's a, that was a career that you could probably get out. No one has ever been like, oh, I want to work out with you, but do you have a felony? You know right. what I'm saying? No so, one. like, <laughs> so it's a perfect career. And, again, I just, I didn't think nothing of it. I just had enjoyment out of seeing my brothers that were, at, like, uh, overweight. Yeah. You know, having heart problems, having this type of problems, and now they're – yeah, all that, time. right? And the accountability in there was crazy. You already know, like, yeah. hey, we're we, hey, we going to wreck. Come yeah. on, turn out. And even people smacking that, smacking that honey bun out your mouth when they, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like, like make you feel bad if you finna yeah. eat, like, one of those, uh, you know, <laughs> those no-baked cheesecakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the accountability was crazy, man. That's seeing them transform and stuff in there was, like, yeah. I started to see, like, oh, I actually like to help people. You have to, that has to be part of it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if you get into fitness, you have to actually want to be in the fitness world because there's a lot to deal with. Like as a trainer, I don't know if people realize you're like as much of a counselor to people as you are a personal trainer. You know what I mean? Like Thanks. literally, like, so you're carrying a lot of different people's stuff uh, with that, with that job. Every single thing that people are going through in their lives, they're going to let the trainer know everything, you know? Oh, yeah. So you have to actually want to be in that world. All right. So you're working out in there. What does that dude do? He, so he get so the guard there. He gives you the NASA book. Oh yeah, so he gives me the NASA book. Um, I'm just like, you know, nothing's free in there, of course. I'm saying, so what I owe you for this? He like, um, you're gonna be an SSI. You know, you're gonna clean up. He say, but you're gonna clean up the gym. 
I said, oh, like the where the COs work out, like their gym. Um, it was it was more so hours, but when you when I get to go clean up, no one's out there. Oh, so you get everything. Yeah, so, that's so cool. I can. COs of course watch me, but yeah. I get to go work out on my own. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, all right, cool. That's an awesome job. Yeah. Like, He's like, yeah, so don't mess up at all. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I got that job very similar to that at the camp I was at, um, but it was the COs. Uh, it was the C- the correctional officers. It was their gym, and it was sick. It was like a mile away, and I got to walk to the place, and oh, I got yeah, to clean yeah, it, yeah. and I would clean it, and we would hang out there with the big screen TVs, like me and my boy Rico were the only two people that got to work out there. But that was a plug, too, you know, like getting to go work out in the CO's gym and clean it. So it's the same sort of. Oh, yeah. All right, so then, then what happened? So you're out there cleaning the gyms. Um, yeah, and it's, again, I'm still thinking nothing of it. Like, you know, I literally planned to drive trucks, and I just wanted to get into business once I got out because I thought like this. I was like, all right, I sold drugs. Uh, I took a wrong turn in having a robbery. I'm an entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. I just need to focus this energy towards something positive. It's so true. And I started thinking in my head, well, since you're finna lock me away from society, when society sees me again, I'm gonna be a different individual, and I'm finna be like a bad individual, like in a good way though, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like you finna see me and be like, man, he's really on focused. It. Yeah, and he's yeah. focused. And I always use this term. I say, you gave, you give Bill Belichick, right, a couple weeks to plan for the Super Bowl. You giving us years to, to plan, plan for, yeah. yeah, you know. So I'm in a time castle. So yeah, when you see me again, I'm gonna be healthy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be smarter. Yeah. I'm gonna be uh, more uh, intelligent. You know, I'm gonna have a different mindset when you see me, and that was my goal. And I knew I had to be a better role model for my son. So that was my goal the whole time. But I still never thought about fitness. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. To you. <laughs> I no, still but, never but you about already fitness. knew. The, the seed was being planted, but you didn't really know yet at that point what God was doing around you, you know? Yeah, God always works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a funny that, – that story is funny how I got it. So once you got out of prison, that's when you started to focus on trying to get your, your certifications and stuff? Um, I still didn't focus on it, honestly. Like, uh, I ended up just working out at any time fitness um, by the house. Cause I was just like – you know, I was on the ankle monitor when I first came home. Oh, yeah. So I ended up getting a job overnight. And I still had like a couple hours before I had to be back in the house. So my girlfriend at the time knew how important working out was. So she had dropped me off at the gym, go do what she needed to do, come back, pick me up. Or either I drop her off and take the car to the gym. Yeah. Again, this guy, uh, <laughs> he, um, Robert, yeah, he ends up seeing me work out. He said, are you a trainer somewhere else? I was like, nah, bro, I'm. I didn't even know like that was <laughs> like I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, like I just work out, and he's like, "Do you want to be a trainer?" I, and I told him no like three times. Honestly, I did because I didn't think they made money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just like, "Nah, man, I'm like, right. I want to train nobody. I just want to work out." Yeah. You know, I'm still adjusting to society. I'm yeah. still kind of feeling weird with people around me. Um, and after that third time, he that fourth time, he wasn't taking no exam. Like he like, look, I'm gonna pay for you to get certified. What? So. Anytime somebody does something like that for me, I'm like, all right, I at least owe you to give you everything. That I yeah, have, to give you know? it 100%. Yeah. So I did. You know, I studied for it. He mentored me every step of the way. And I ended up getting certified. So I started out running group classes. Then I had, like, two clients to start off. I started off very small. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It dude. was dope. I ain't going to lie. That's so dope. funny because I had a doctor in prison that I was training him. 
And uh, he was like, man, you got a gift for this, Sean. He's like, if you want to get any certifications, I'll pay for them. Yeah. So he paid for my certifications, too. That was, man, that's crazy. But I was lucky. I was able to do it because I was federal, not state. I was able to take the test while I was in there. So it made it a lot. You know what I mean? It made it a lot easier because I didn't have nothing to do but study for that. All right, let's see. So now you got the gym stuff going. You got your certification. How do you get plugged in at Sanders Fit? Because the gym that you train out of, um, and I just want people to know, Sanders Fit, Melvin Sanders was a pro basketball player. And he opened this sick training facility in Dallas where, like, literally, I mean, you just showed me a video of Derrick Henry there working out, like, tons of professional athletes. Like, it's a real deal facility, um, which also means he doesn't just let anybody train there. So, like, how did you get that? How did you get plugged in there to be able to train at Sanders Fit? Um, honestly, I was training at another gym, and I kept hearing about Sanders Fit, honestly. Like, I kept seeing it on social media. And I'm seeing the athletes and all that type of stuff there. So through a mutual friend, uh, I was doing like some security work or whatever. And he's just like, hey, do you want to meet Melvin? <laughs> I was like, yeah. You know, and literally the exchange that we had was so powerful. When I walked into the gym, I felt love from the time I walked in the door. Like he was like way across the gym. And he said, oh, hey, D, D, hey, I'm over here. And I'm just like, I never even met this guy. He said, yeah, I already checked out your social media. I've been seeing you pop up on my feed a little bit. I was like, whoa. You know, at this time, I'm still adjusting. Yeah. So I'm like, man, my social media was like trash. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you know, and he introduced me to everybody immediately, you know, and I was just like, man, he's right there. He said, I want you to train here. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, I, I do want to train here. So yeah. I said, it's mutual respect on that one. And, um, from that day, like, he's been an incredible mentor. Like, when I say someone who's on such a high level as him, to pour as much knowledge as he does into every trainer in that gym is unheard of. That's really cool. And not expect nothing in return. Like, I've been around guys that want to – they would help me, but they want me to be them, like yeah. a baby version of them. Yeah. Melvin's not like that. He does stuff without – anything in return. Like he just wants to see us be successful. That's you know? so cool. And he came and spoke at, I went to a conference at Fellowship Church and Ed Young, the pastor of Fellowship Church, I think works out, it might not be regularly, but he has worked out there with Melvin and they showed a video of it and stuff. And And Melvin was like the keynote speaker, the keynote speaker at the conference. And it was just really cool listening to him talk. And like, he's really done a really cool thing with, with all that and the, like the training athletes, that aspect of it is something I've never really gotten to that sport specific. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's he's definitely good at what he does. And the thing is, like, he's not. I mean, I mess with snobby people. I'm sorry to say it, but I mess yeah. with snobby people in, in this world. And like, just like I was saying about Derrick Henry, like Derrick came in there. Hey, Derrick, I want you to meet Darius. You yeah, know he's new here. I know he wasn't here last year. A lot of people try would try to hoard like. Keep them pe people yeah, like that to like, themselves. Like, no, come on, we could, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so like, famous. Don't talk to him. Yeah. Like, you know, like, he immediately, like, Von Miller was in there. Hey, I want you to um, meet Von Miller and such, such. And I'm like, oh, man, that's Von Miller. That's really cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, you know, the last episode that I had uh, that I posted was with the Texas Rangers strength coach. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's training all these athletes, these professional athletes like that. Obviously, he's their coach. But um, so. Now we're going to the next level, which is I think is really cool. And I'm going to start off with, um, so I don't know if we would you call it your boss in your new career. What would you call it? Um, would you call it your kind of like basically like a business mentor in the tax world? Um, he would want me to say a business partner. Business partner? Because um, he, he wants to consider us all bosses. But 
I consider him a great friend, a brother, a mentor, all the above. Uh, this okay, so this is so there's I'm at this recording of a uh, Derek Johns has a Dear Son podcast, which um, is freaking amazing. For basically, he has conversations that he wished he would have had with his dad. He puts them on basically YouTube and different plays of that to help young men that just looking for some guidance. Right, it's awesome. So we went and recorded a podcast um, out in Grand Prairie, and I met uh, Anvilon Elliot at the and somehow we're talking or not somehow we're talking we're talking and I tell him what I do and he's like man I need you to meet my friend and he pulls out his phone and he pulls up your profile and shows it to me and I'm like bro I literally just met this dude yesterday at the gym like it was the most random it was like it's a god I consider that type of stuff signs from god right he's like I don't believe in coincidences right so I was like man I just met him yesterday so he facetimed you right right so he facetimed you um and it was just a cool Cool connection, cool coincidence. So anyways, I started chopping it up with Anvilon talking about, you know, he's into real estate. He does taxes. I mean, that he's connected all over. I'm talking Cowboys clubs. And he, like, he, he knows a lot of people. He's the real deal, right? So I'm getting to know him better. And, uh, and, he, and then I find out that, you're, that he brought you on, like, to start work, to start doing taxes with him, right? So I want to tell a real quick story about this dude because I just want, like, his – who he is as a person to be understood. Cause I'm going to try to get him on this podcast. Right. <laughs> um, we were sitting there the other day. He's helping me do the employee retention credit, which is this credit that, um, that you can get if you've maintained employees through the COVID stuff. Right. I'm not going to get a bunch of money, but uh, like, why not try? Why not shoot for it and see what they'll do? You know? So he's helped me apply for it. And while he's doing that, some ladies texts him and says, um, I'm not paying, uh, I'm not paying you, you trying to charge me too much for my taxes or whatever. Like, and he just, it wasn't too much. It was basically like the fees that he had to pay. And she was like, uh, you know what? Lose my number. I'm not paying you. Bam. And blocks him. And I was like, I got mad. Like literally I was like, what? Like, that's cool. How are you gonna let her do it? And he, and literally with the most calm, like, I can't, I don't even know how to explain it. And I hope it doesn't sound dumb because of, because of how powerful it was. But he was like, Man, as long as I um, as long as I do everything I'm supposed to do, and I treat people the way I'm supposed to treat people, then I know that God's going to take care of all these small things like that. He's like, I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to get another person that's going to show up today just because I didn't overreact in this situation. And to me, I'm not like that. Like, I want to learn to be like that. You know what I mean? Right. So I was like super impressed by just like the way he carried himself, and like that interaction really hit me because I'm like, there's times at the gym people like you know, sign a contract for a membership and like the second month, like cancel their card. So it just starts declining and cause they don't want to honor their contract. And I get mad about it. I don't like allow it to, I don't ever react or say anything ever. I, but, but I allow it to get me worked up and he just like, just was so mellow. Like, you know, yeah, so, <laughs> so kind of explain to like, in, from your side, how you got into the tax scene with doing the taxes with him. Um, I met him at a nutrition shop, uh, shout out two eighty seven nutrition. Um, Beth over there. I met him there. I was getting my little routine shake because it's down the street from the house. And I was talking with Beth about training. I was doing security on the side. And I walk out, and Elliot walks out with me. So I'm like, of course, you know, background. So I'm just like, well, <laughs> why is this dude yeah. following me? <laughs> and he said, hey, man, you mind if I talk to you real quick? And uh, I said, all right, what's up? You know, we get to talking. He's just like, yeah. I think we can help each other a lot, you know. Uh, I was like, okay, you know. He said, let's meet up, you know what I'm saying, another day. So we meet up at a coffee shop over in Mansfield. And the stuff he was saying to me, I was just like, nah. <laughs> like you didn't believe him? I first? didn't. I didn't. I tell him to this day. Like, we were just talking about it. I did not believe 
that it was this real. And he told me, he said, hey, man, we in uh, Q4. You know what I'm saying? Things are a little rough right now. He said, first week of February, your life is going to change. And I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because so, we hear stuff like, think about it, especially in prison, all the plans of what people are going to do and all that. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So you start I'm to like, not really yeah, take Yeah, I'm like, man, I hear this stuff all the time, man. Somebody go do this and that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand I put a lot into my education with training, so I'm just like, man, this dude probably trying to use me or something. Like, <laughs> something you know? yeah. But, like, he's truly genuine. Like, when I say he sat down with me, like, in endless mics, you know, teaching me everything about taxes, tax law, uh, even teaching me real estate, and I'm not even a real estate agent, yeah. you know, and uh, even about credit, business credit. I restructured my whole business because of this man, and um, he didn't want nothing in return, you know what I'm saying, besides me be great and – he wasn't lying the first week of February. Like, my life has been totally Yeah, t- that tax different. season. <laughs> like, and it's cool because he'll even do stuff like, he'll be like, man, just send me your stuff and, like, let me just, like, show you what I can get you, like, what you deserve back, not, like, what I can get you because right. it's all legit. But let me just show you what I can do. You know what I mean? Because he's just, and he, I mean, he's got so many connections. I'm talking, he was sitting there, like, and just the connections that he had as we were working through the stuff. He's like, oh, I'll just call my aunt over at the, you know, boom, boom, boom. hey, what should we do about this? And she's like, oh, well, you need to do file number two. You need to go down to the city. Like, he's yeah. got so many connections. I'm just like blown he, away. He definitely puts you in a room without you being in a room. Yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. And like, it's been plenty of times. He called me and, like, I'm like, dude. <laughs> he's like, I want you to meet somebody. <laughs> yeah, right? He's yeah. such a connector. That's why I brought him on um, and asked him to, to be on our, like, board of advisors with the mentorship program. Oh, yeah, and, that's a good thing. Yeah, and he he was super excited about it. He's already, like, he's, so I bought tickets to go watch, I think I said it, to go watch the 76ers play the Mavericks. Mm. Uh, I, I, I'm from Philly, so I love the 76ers, but then I also want to see Kyrie play, so it's going to be, um, it's going to be a cool game. And then he's like, yeah, and I'll just, you know, grab our party bus, and we can, you know, get all the kids on the party bus. And I was like, party bus? He's like, yeah, I got, I got, a, I own a party bus, too, that we rent out. And I'm like, man, this dude, he's got, yeah. like, and he, <laughs> It's just cool, man. It's just, and, yeah. and the story, like, I'm going to get him on here because when you hear, and I know you know it, but his story of what he went through, like, high school years and after high school and stuff is crazy. Like, to be this young, successful, like, super successful black kid, and, like, he's younger than me, but I feel like he's, like, a mentor to me. Every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's, I honestly it's crazy. found out of here. He was younger than me until January, and I've known him since last September. Yeah. That's yeah. And I was just like. Just Did the way you, he carries himself. Yeah, he's just I'm like, so, you how old? Yeah. <laughs> he loves to learn. You can tell he's just smart, you know? Right. I, I don't have that type of smarts. I'm more com- relationships and communicate, you know? Yeah, we all have our strengths, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like God puts us all around each other for a reason. For you know? sure. I, I couldn't agree with that anymore. A um, couple more things. One, how can uh, how come my listeners find you? Like, what is the best way to find you? Probably Instagram? Like, yeah, what? Instagram is... Uh, Always the easiest way to find me. Come very active on Instagram, and it's uh, Coach C O eight C H underscore Darius D A R I U S dot five. Not the O. Some people put an O in my name, <laughs> but uh, yeah, find me on Instagram. I'm working on a website currently. Um, Instagram is probably the best way yeah, to do it. Instagram is always the best way. I'm consistent. I think it's the it. easiest way to connect. I give people my emails, but you know, you know how you get spam and all that type of stuff. And we check stuff emails. gets lost in email. Yeah, I check my emails like once a week, <laughs> not once a week, once a day. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you don't want stuff to get through. Yeah, so uh, say one more. So we got it's Coach C O A C H. Yep. Underscore Darius D A R I U S. Yes. Period five. 
Yes, sir. But that's cool. And then my favorite question, um, before I even ask you this question, I just want to let you know, man, I'm really proud of you, dog. Like, yeah, to, you know what I mean? Like, and I, you know, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, like yeah. since the first day we met, like how important and how big that is to get out of prison and, and to stay out of prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love to surround myself with people like that because that's hard. And I know that, uh, that is good to keep, to be able to support each other. You know what I mean? And to make right. sure that we won't, cause it's easy to slip back into ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going to come across different opportunities that sound good sometimes. And we got to weigh it out and find out what's, Happen. you know what I mean? <laughs> what's worth it. But this is my favorite question that I ask everybody on the show is what advice would you give to any 14 to 18 year old kid that wish you knew that you wish you knew at his age? Um, honestly, I always ask myself that, you know, uh, because I know God always has a, a road for us. Right. And we can either go left or right with it, you know, and he's going to use us the way that he needs to. So I'll say, be patient, you know, um, don't go towards instant gratification because, it will cause a long-term heartache yeah. just for fast money. And it. just as fast as you get it is as fast it will go. You know, anything that's instant leaves instant. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I think that's awesome advice. Yeah. Be patient. Be patient. Put um, the work in. Like it, it, Hard work does. I had a high school coach that always said that hard work pays off. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, whatever. I just, you just trying to get Yeah, at that age. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I see it now. Like yeah. hard work does pay off. It may not come on your time, but it's going to come. Yeah. And it's going to come in abundance. And it too. won't if you don't. So what's the point? Like why, you know what I mean? You're going to yeah. sit around and blame everyone else, blame the world, blame the government. You know what I exactly. mean? You're going to get up and do something. You got to do something about it, you know? So I love yeah, it. I tell every kid, man, like just be patient, enjoy life, uh, be coachable. Oh, that's a good one. Be coachable. You don't I know, know everything. I know. I, I was one of those kids. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. Yeah. Like, how you going to tell me this, man? You you know where I live at? <laughs> you know no. what I'm saying? Like, nah, be coachable um, because someone has already been there where you at. Yeah. And it, they can't, I can't walk in your shoes for you, but I can try and guide you. Yeah. I can try and let you know, like, hey, you finna trip over something. You know what I'm saying? Just good. listen. That's good. I love it. Like, why have to go through it? When we did, just listen to what, you know what I mean? I right. try to say, don't don't walk in my shoes that I went through then. You know what I mean? Right. But, man, I appreciate it, bro. I love you. Thank you for coming on the show. Love you too, brother. Um, remember, you guys, uh, you're loved and you're forgiven, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Um, I'm going to get back on my consistency with these shows. I appreciate anybody out there listening, man. You know that, uh, that I don't take it for granted that you spend time and listen to us with this and uh, my next step is, I think, getting these in the prisons. Um, I got the setup to be able to get, because the prisons now have iPads. Oh, yeah. Um, and I have a couple friends that have their podcasts on. the. Uh, so that'd be cool for inmates be to be able to listen. So that's something I'm going to start trying to do, like a show every like this, where we can like highlight people that have you know been able to make it out. You know? They need it. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. All right, cool. Let y'all go. Have a good day. Yeah.